Okay. This is what I'm doing today. Instead of uh, posting videos, what God told me to do, you know, I haven't been on Facebook in I don't know how many days. But God's doing something. And He's doing something big. And you don't need to see my face. You don't need to hear my voice. But we all do understand that we do have to hear His. Now, my husband was off from work yesterday, and we had to go to Rome. And the thing is, you know, the things that we're going through, everybody's going through. There's people going through worse things than we are. And Lord have mercy and Jesus have mercy and Jesus love them. And Jesus heal them. And Jesus save them. Lord, save them from whatever trouble that there is. For they need to see you. And they need to see your face today as I need to see your face. For I love you. And if I can't see your face today and I can't face you and look you in the eyes, then there is no sense in me even sitting here and crying because I want the world to see Jesus. And I've prayed for the rapture. I've been praying for Him to come and resurrect us out of this. I've been praying Heaven, come down. Jerusalem, come down. Lord, I'll meet you in the middle of the air. And I wonder if anybody understands because, you know, for a long time in my life, I didn't understand exactly what it was to be so happy in the Holy Ghost that you feel like you're about to fly away in the rapture. And one of these days when we start getting God's people together and letting them feel that overwhelming joy and that, oh, what floods of joy blood my soul oh the sea below roll since Jesus came into my life. And then when they are revealed that kind of joy. Oh! There's gonna be a revival that sweeps across this land. And Lord, have mercy when it does, for I'm going to fall before your feet. And I'm going to cry. As Mary cried when she watched them crucify her son.
I'm sorry, y'all just gonna have to be patient with me a minute. Oh, Lord. What a revelation! I want to be like Tabitha in the Bible. Lord, resurrect me. Give me a new name. Give me a new name. Even if it's Dempsey for Jesus. Whoa. Carl's door. That's was who she was. And she died upon that day. And then when she was told to sit back up and rise again. Who the master has called my name. And I pray that he gives me a new name. And that no one sees who I've been or what I am. But today I am for the great I am. So that's all that matters to me. I know he's broke my heart to a million pieces. And he's put them back together again. But when I said look at it and I realized it was sin and he died for it all a long time ago because on the wind song i smelled the fragrance of the lord in futures told but now standing here in the spirit Standing in the spirit of the Holy One. I think about those that told me the song of the wind song. And I know I'm going to see her again one day. I'm going to see her again one day. Because she told me I'd write a song. And that in the song, the song was not my own. She said it would be the wind song of the story of all. So smell the breeze, don't you hear it? It's the voice of the wind song. It's the voice of the wind song. Can't you hear it? It's calling you today. My brother Bill whipped me for telling y'all this. Lord God, two one. Whichever one it is, 
I love every one of them. And Bill puts me in the mind of my grandfather. He's got that same spirit. That same spirit. And then, you know, I see my grandmother there, and I see my mom and my daddy, and I see all the ones that I love. I see their spirit there. So that is where I want to be. I know what it feels like to have a mother. And I know what it's like to have a dad. And I thank God that they were together. And that they showed me all that I had. Oh, thank you for the mothers that carried that burden. And wept upon, and wept upon, and wept upon their knees. And before the faces they fall, and they cried out to thee, and here I am, and here I am. I'm here in your presence as the vision you gave to my grandfather on the day he knew.
please hold hands across this nation. So people, please hold hands and pray with me. And wrap your arms around your mother. And fall at the feet of the Father. You children don't understand that witchcraft is more than a game. It's the bands of Satan that's weighing you down. So quit rebelling. I pray, hallelujah, hallelujah, that this little light of mine is yours. And that this little light of mine is yours. And, you know, and then I fight, and again, here I am. I feel like a big old clown. But you know what, if it means for me to be a nut for Jesus, then crazy I am, for I am. For he is, I am, that I am. He is, I am, that I pray. For he is, I am, that I am. And I pray that he will find me today. Cause I'm tired of searching through this land. I'm weary, Lord, I'm weary. I want to sit down and take a rest. And take a break. And then you show me that the other day that you could take my life. For I was feeling the sting of death across my body. It felt like needles being stuck in me but the ring in my ear was calling me home and it wasn't my time because I haven't heard the trumpet cry I haven't heard the trumpet cry or the heart being played on the strum for the drum is played with a tree 
bigger than me And the bass is the voice And the strong And the piano keys The ivory is the love that he pays us in Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And then when you hear the angels sing in the choir, you know that it was not me, but someone else. And then when I dance, like David danced, Lord, send the Holy Ghost fire and burn me. Burn me with your love and burn me with your desire. Hide me from all wrong. And hide my sin, which I can't hide no more. But Lord, you know. Because I've heard the song of a wind song. And I wore a holly hobby dress. And I carried a cocoa on my hip. And the prophecy was told so long ago of just a child's toy and not a boy but the Lord instead. And you do what you got to do. And you will sing for him no matter what. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see power. That's from me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm coming home. I'm coming home, and I'm running in place. I'm coming home. And I'm running in place. I'm running home and I'm running in place. And I've got nowhere to run because I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm not running from nothing. Can't you see? I'm running from nothing. Can't you see? I'm a standing upon a solid rock, and 
and I will just stomp on the devil's face because I'm not running from nothing. I'm not running from nothing. Now I'm not running anymore and I'm standing my ground. So I will stand my ground and I'm gonna stand my ground I'm gonna stand my ground and I'm not going nowhere until he that I am that I am says that I am and I'm not that so I will not go nowhere until the Lord tells me I'm to go there but when I do, but when I do, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, oh. I love you, Jesus. I love you. I know what to do. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Jesus oh, Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, oh, you are my everything, you are my life, Christ Jesus, and Jesus Christ, oh, you are the everything that I am. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. My Lord. You're my Lord. Oh Lord Jesus. Oh Lord Jesus. 
Jesus. No, oh, Lord Jesus, have your way. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Show me, show me the way. Lord, show me the way. Show me the way. Oh, show me the way. I got a song I'm going to try to sing, and I ain't never sung it before. So, let's see how this works. And let's see if we can't just uh, keep on passing on, passing over, to keep on praising Him, to keep on making the Good Friday, every Friday, and every day, every Friday, and every day, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it is, who cares? But praise the Lord. I found Jesus. Praise the Lord that I found Jesus. And I'm going to sing a song, and I don't know if I can do it or not, but I'm going to try it. Hope is stirring, and hearts are yearning for you, Lord. Because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. Oh, in your presence, all fears are washed away, washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all praises, hallelujah, Hosanna. We will welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Hear the sound of hearts returning to you. We turn to you, Jesus. In your kingdom, broken lives will make new. Hallelujah! You make us new. Make us new, Lord, make us new. Because when we see you, we find strength to face the day. And in your presence, all fears are washed away, washed away, washed away. Hosanna! Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all praises, hallelujah, hallelujah, Hosanna, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, Hosanna, Hosanna, hallelujah, Yahshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. Jesus, hey, 
It is God, it is God I see When we see you, Jesus In your presence of all fears are washed away Washed away When we see you, we find strength to face the day <laughs> And in your presence all their fears Oh, washed away, washed away, washed away. Hosanna, hallelujah, Hosanna. You are the God who saves us, worthy of our praises. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, our Lord, our everything, our everything, our everything, our everything, our everything, sing, 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 sing. And I just made the words up to that. Did not. <laughs> that was Jesus. That was Jesus. I don't know those words, but I hope they stay. In Christ alone, my hope is found. <coughs> Help me, Jesus. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through fiercest drought and storm. Okay, we're going to go back. We're going to do this together. Because I'm sure y'all probably heard this song, but I don't know it. So let's sing this one together. And if you don't know it, I, don't know, I believe the Lord will give it to us. So you ready? Here we go. Let, let's listen to the music and let's just play and pray and play that in her head and her heart and her soul and sing these words with me even if you don't know god will give these words to you and sing them along with me we're going to sing this song across the world you understand and we're going to do it with a harmony so bright and so loudly that the world the world the world can't not hear him Let's sing this song together right now, right now, right now in your hearts, right now. The Lord's fixing to give you the words to the, this song. And sing with me. Sing with me. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand. 
hand. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In Christ's love, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save. Harmonize. Deep voices, please. Till on the cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was sanctified. For every sin on him was laid. Here in the depths of Christ I live. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, there in the ground, his body lay, light of the world, by darkness lay, oh, in the bursting forth, in this glorious day, up from the grave, up from the grave, he rose again, oh, and he stands in victory, and sin's curse has lost its grip on me, and for I am His, and He is mine, brought with this precious blood of Christ, oh, the blood of Christ, wash over me, wash over me, wash over me, wash over me, wash through me, wash in me. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Oh, till he returns or calls me home here in the power of Christ I'll stand I'll stand I'll march hallelujah in one place if it makes it if it takes it till he returns or calls me home here in the power here in the Holy Ghost power, here in the Holy Spirit, I'll stand in Christ Jesus. I'll stand in Christ Jesus. I will stand. I will stand. I will stand. I will stand. In His presence today, Lord, I can't go on. I can't go on no more. I want to just lay down. Oh! Hallelujah! The Lord is good. We are men.
mixed up, we're all mixed up, that's alright, that's alright, that's okay. Oh! Hallelujah. Uh-oh. 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 Hallelujah. Hello. Hello Jesus, hello Jesus, hello Jesus, Jesus, hello Jesus, Jesus, oh! My hope is in you, my hope is in you, with every breath my hope is in you, my hope is in you, my hope is in you. And I don't think that's the words for that song, but I sung it anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just can't never tell, never, 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 never. You can't never, never tell where Jesus is going to take you. There's no telling. There's no idea. You have no clue. You just go and you just do it. You don't never know sometimes. That's what you talk about. And that's the words and that's the meaning of walking by faith. You take one step at a time, and you do it each step in faith, and only that faith is what's going to get you to the next step, and to the next step, and then to the next step. But you know, it's all steps. It's all baby steps. But one of these days, Lord, teach me to run. Teach me to run to you. Because I want to come into your arms and run it. Because I run to you, Jesus. I run to you. And it's the truth. It's the truth. And it's the truth that will set you free. Hallelujah. And it's the truth that will set you free. Hallelujah. And it's the truth that will set you free. Hallelujah. 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 Because we shall see the King. Hallelujah. And we shall see the King. Hallelujah. And we shall see the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and we shall see, and we shall see, and we shall see the King, and we shall see the King, and we shall see the King, we shall see the King when He comes. He is coming in prayer, will hail the blessed air, and we shall see the King when He comes. Oh, why don't we slow down just a minute? Because I have been up and I've been in the spirit. And I need to uh, breathe a second. I really need to breathe. So would y'all breathe with me? Sit down and let's just breathe. 
because I need to breathe and I need to really breathe Jesus right now to just renew my strength. Let's just rest in His presence right now.
us all For your feet are like brass and your eyes are like fire Hallelujah Jesus This is the air I breathe Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Thank you for this air I breathe Thank you for this air I breathe Thank you for this air I breathe Hallelujah Breathe Jesus in me Dear Lord God in the name of Jesus, I plead. Well, that was breathtaking. Uh, that was very breathtaking. Because I, I, he took my breath away. I, I, he took my breath away. He did, he did, he did, and I knew he done did, went, done did it. Oh, he, I, he. Hi, hi, he took his hands and touched my eyes. And he took my eyes and he made me see. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name? would care to feel my hurt hallelujah and who am i that the bright and morning star would choose to light the way for my ever wandering heart not because of who i am but because of what you've done not because of what i've done but because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading A wave tossed in the ocean And a vapor in the wind Still you can hear me when I'm calling told me who I am, I am, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, who am I that these eyes to see my sin would look on me with love? And watch me rise again Well who am I That the voice that calmed the sea Would call up through the rain And calm the storm in me Not because of who I am But because of what you've done Jesus Not because of what I've done but because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading Here today and gone tomorrow A wave tossed in the ocean I want to see my Jesus bring in his kids I 
I need Jesus to bring his sheep in. Bring in the sheep, Lord. Bring in the sheep. Because I just don't, you know, I bring in the sheaves, but I need to bring in the sheaves. For they don't want to move. All I have to do is take that one step and I'm the rest of the way there. All I got to do is take that one step. Just that one step. Just one. And what will we do? Will we stand in one place? Will we walk slowly or will we run? What are we going to do? How are we going to come to the altar? Lord, I'm running. I want to stand behind the altar. And I want to be that, that way I can get there quicker. I'll be the first one there. Let me stand at the altar. There are so many good songs and there's so many good things, but thing is, you know, the Spirit of God keeps making them new and keeps bringing them fresh and keeps building that faith because all it is is one grain, one grain. And, you know, a mustard seed is so small, it wouldn't take you nothing to lose it. You lose it. But a mustard seed will grow over 10 foot tall. I promise you, the Lord will let you find it. If you think you've lost it, look around because a mustard seed will grow because there's such faith in it. Not necessarily, it ain't the mustard seed at all that causes it to grow. Because you can put that mustard seed in the ground. And if you see a mustard plant that's 10 foot tall, you will see the wow that's a big old plant for a mustard seed but the children of god the people that really love jesus and that really know where to put your faith at and put your faith in the right thing in to what jesus did at the cross and put your faith in that and being buried with christ and uh also being resurrected into a new life all three of them because god is not separate he is three but yet he's one it goes together like a puzzle and you keep them pieces together and you put your faith in that and you dip way deep into that faith you're gonna see god's people Take a mustard seed and plant it in the ground. And it's not going to grow a mustard plant. It's going to grow into a tree. Tallest tree, biggest tree that you ever seen in your life. And you're going to be like, well, that was a mustard seed. But nope, it wasn't. It was what God, whatever God said it to be. And God said for it to be. And it's done. 
Yeah! Yeah! Be set free! Accept it! Accept it! Because you know what? It's uh, killing me. Because I've got my own and I can't do it. I need someone to pray for me. I need someone to pray! Because, you know, it was on a prayer of a wind song. My granny. She used to wear this perfume when she was alive. She died 4th of July, 2004. And let me tell you, that woman went out with fireworks. It was like, line up the sky! And then you have my grandma. She died on Halloween. And, uh, you know, she was, she loved the Lord. She did. She really was a good woman. I love her more than anything in this world. Just as much as I do. My granny, my grandpa, you know, on my mom's side that passed away. But grandma, love her. She always knew how to make you laugh. You know, she'd see you down, and that, she would come off with some kind of crazy something to have you just cackling. Which all my family are that way. Anita, and Anita, Bobby, I love them. Because, you know, I got that same spirit. That same spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Just because one person may do one thing, and they struggle to get there a little bit, and it takes them a little bit to get there, and we want to condemn our brother or sister because it's taken them a while to get there. But the thing is, they got there because they didn't give up. Because it's all about the faith. It's all about the faith. It's all about the faith that one has to get you there. What faith is your faith? Is it the right faith? Is it God's faith? Is it faith in God, the one that created all heaven and earth, maker of heaven? Is it that God? Or is it God of you? Because God of you is God of nothing because God of nothing is nothing because you are dirt. And yeah, I'll go back to Genesis. We were made out of dirt. We ain't nothing but dirt. But thank Jesus for breathing into me. This is the air I breathe. Jesus is my air. But it was all because... That scent, the wind song. You know, it's been on the air for a whole lot longer than I. And I don't even have a bottle. I didn't have a bottle of it. But I, you could smell it. I knew Granny was there. And everybody that knew my little Granny knew what the smell of a wind song was. But they didn't know what it was because she wouldn't hardly ever tell them what the name of the perfume was. And she told me when I was little... You'll understand it one day. She's like, I want someone. She's like, because, you know, I love Indians. And I love the uh, way that we'll speak and praise the Lord around the campfire. And, boy, we would worship the Lord because the air tribe believed in the story of the Jesus, the Messiah, coming across to us. We were about, there were a few other tribes that, that believed it. They was said, I mean, because when it happened, you know, and that's a story that, you know, y'all, that's been lost. Nobody hears it. But it's because it's Cherokee. 
And the only the Christian Cherokee chiefs and the ones that were in that one tribe, they, they were the ones that believed it. So they become Cherokee. They became the Cherokee people because of what they believed. Because they believed that the Messiah had visited them in the fire. But he didn't. The story that we tell as Cherokee people has gotten lost uh, amongst our people. And only a few Cherokee have even heard this story. But thank you, Jesus, for my granny for telling me this story. I'm telling my mama. And because this is our tribe. We are Cherokee. We are the Cherokee people. The thing is, you take our color away from us. You strip everything away. We are nothing but God's people. Because I do believe that the Indian population that was over now, that's, this is me speculating. This is no fact, no proof. This is just me feeling like this is what God's told me. And I could be wrong. And Lord, have mercy, somebody correct me. But I feel in my spirit that the 13th tribe of the Jews that so disappeared was too gone and everybody only talks about 12 tribes of Israel the thing was that was 13 there's one missing where is that one missing tribe how in the world was it that when they come over here that you know we were already over here people were already over here Indians Cherokee. Well, see, when Jesus died on the cross, everybody thinks he just went straight up into heaven. He didn't. He died, he was buried, he was rose from the dead, and he walked amongst the, his disciples for about, it was about four years, if I'm not mistaken, which I need to be studying up on this myself because I've lacked where I shouldn't be lacking. <coughs> not that it's going to get me to heaven. But maybe I'm lacking for lack of my own self. And shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on me. But you take that lack and kick it in the face and let God have at you. Because he'll fix that lack. He'll take that lack and he'll make the most prettiest thing that you've ever seen. In your life. Just ask these women to know how to sew. Ask these mothers and grandmothers that know how to sew or has ever sat down with a grandmother that could teach them how to sew. Or an aunt or anybody that would take the time to sit down to teach a little girl or let a little girl watch on and tell her things about sewing or crafts or arts or anything that you can put your hands to that makes something beautiful. Anything. It could be a pen. It could be a bracelet. It could be in just coloring on a piece of paper. Any woman that has sat down to, with a child to try to show it something that you can do to make something beautiful. That might be where your women are. But 
these kids these days just don't want to sit down with their grandmothers or an old person because they think that we are just so, so boring. But the thing is, we've got some great stories to tell. If them kids would just shut up and listen. Stories that you're going to long and yearn for when you're grown yourself. You're going to be saying, well, I don't know nothing about myself. I don't know nothing about my heritage. I don't know how nothing. I don't know nothing because nobody told me no stories. Somebody tell me a story. Oh, you turn into a little girl again. Because you're dying for the stories of the young, which is the stories of the old. So you young people need to open your eyes up and realize that these old people that you call old and ain't no good, ain't got nothing, they got stories they could tell you that would save your life. Things in this world ain't no good. They be running to mom and daddy and they be running to God, the Father. And I bet you this thing ain't even recording no more, but that's fine. I'm talking to myself. But if I'm not, then Lord have mercy and Lord help me to let it be you and only you. Don't let me be in myself. Because if it... This word that's coming out is not yours. Then Lord have mercy on me. Because I would not want to lead no one astray. Cut me off. Now if you find there's a bunch of branches in this message that's been cut off. It's because God cut them off. Because that was probably when I was getting into myself. Or maybe that branch did sprout on further out. But you just don't see it because you're not in the same vicinity of it. Because it ain't your branch. I don't know. But no, no, I just want to trust God. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. And I pray, Lord, do I supposed to preach? Do I supposed to sing? Do I sing and preach? But I don't want to preach. I'm already tired after singing. And I love to sing because singing makes me feel good. Lord, send me a preacher. Hey, somebody can preach. Preach it for me. The Lord, and the only one that knows how to preach like me would probably be my husband. And he thinks to himself, nobody's ready for that. Nobody's ready for that. Everybody's ready for it. Let's go. Time. It's time. But you know what? I can't tell him that. I can't because all I'm going to do is push him further away. So I've lately, I've just let go completely and I keep on working on my bands. Which is God's bands. And I ended up making choker necklaces instead. And I'm like, why in the world did I go this long and make this? Now, what am I going to do with this? This is bracelet. There ain't no way. Nobody's got an arm that big. Because I could probably wrap it around a tree. And, you know, not really. It'd be a small tree. It'd be less than two years old. But I'm like, well, okay, well, we'll stick these around people's necks. Then God told me, well... I dreamed last night of making purses like that. Like little bitty tiny tote purses that look like finger tote purses. You could put your money or whatever in it, carry it on your finger, and just little hand purse with them. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. You know how much patience it takes? I don't have patience. But the thing is, God will give you the patience if it's meant to be done. And 
And the thing is, it's all meant to be done. Does it mean to be done today? Or is God going to give you tomorrow? God knows, but we don't. God knows. Jesus, however, he don't know exactly. He knows when. He's waiting for the Father to tell him to come. But he's also sitting at the Father interceding for us. And he's also begging for the Father to please give him another day. Uh, please let him come out. You know. But one of these days, God is going to miss us so much. He's going to say, I can't stand it. I'm going to have to go get them and bring them back. And then I hope, I hope the rest follow. Because, Lord, I miss my kids. I want them to come home. Because the guy, God, you know, he wants his children home. And if you've had a father, you know. It's just because he's worried about you. He loves you. He wants you home. He wants to know where you're at. He don't want you out doing something you shouldn't be doing, so you'll be left behind. Or if you are out about your own business, that you're doing the right thing and that you're not going to get left behind. Because, yeah, rapture's not in, spoken in the Bible. The word rapture is not in the Bible. But, however, in 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, you read them two books of the Bible and you read all kinds of stuff about the rapture, which it ain't rapture. Because in the Greek word, whatever word it is, I ain't got a Bible right in my lap right now because I'm sitting in the chair and I've been crying. It talks about being caught up. Caught up. It says those, you know, I'm going to get a Bible. <laughs> I'll find it and I'll read it to you. It's talking about the those that are passed on, dead in Christ. The dead in Christ. Don't say dead in Christ. It may say dead in Christ. Just depends on which version of the Bible you're using. Me, I'm very careful on what version of the Bible I use because I have read too many. I mean, I read them. I've read them. I've read the Koran. I don't like the Koran Bible. I've read the Mormon Bible. Don't like it. I've read uh, a lot of some others. And I ain't even going to name. I've read a little bit about everybody's religion. Because I want to know. I've been there. I've searched it. I've been. I've, I've searched every religion there is. But God also says to seek out your own righteousness. Your own salvation. With fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. Fear and trembling. You got to fear it. Because you got to fear that if you don't find the right one. You're going to be wrong, and then you are going to suffer in some manner of way. But the thing is, you can think about all these other religions, and then you're like, well, religions is just stupid because it's man-made. Everybody's got their own version. Everybody's got their own version, so how do I know what to believe? Well... I've had every type of Bible that you can think of, and I've been, I threw a bunch of them away. I'm not gonna lie to you, but it was because they were so tainted, 
and they were so misstrung that they took God out of almost every bit of it. I burnt them things. They weren't Bibles, but they were called Bibles, and they come looking like Bibles, but they wasn't. No, it wasn't a real Bible. I try my best to find a Bible that is as closest as it comes to the Greek, Hebrew text, Latin, have you, whatever you want to call it. I stay closest to the scrolls, the ones, the, the true ones, the first ones that were found and put in the book. Okay, the ones that have popped up afterwards, if they were supposed to be in the book, they would have been found during that time. They weren't found, so they weren't put in the book. They didn't supposed to be put in the book. God didn't want them in the book because that person may have not been where they should have been with the Lord when they wrote that. And they didn't go back and correct themselves. And so, therefore, by burning it. So, I've ended up, I've went, and I've took a bunch of the stuff that I have wrote. And I won't let nobody have it. There's some of it still out there, but I'm leaving it out there for a reason. And that's for the kids. Because one of these days, if one of them kids reads that and comes back to me thinking it's the coolest thing in the world, I'm going to have them sit down and I'm going to have a little talk with them. And I'm going to explain to them that it is not. But, there's also... When I wrote those, because I am a Christian, however, though, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. But I might have been in the right frame of mind. Nobody knows but me and the Lord. And sometimes I question myself. And sometimes I think it's because the devil tries to make you question it. Because he wants you to double think it so you can go the other way. The first thing, most of the time, if it's in your heart, the first thing that will come out of your heart or your spirit to do... You better hope it's good. Because some people can get to the point where they shun the Spirit so much that they become awful, evil people. And why do you think you got to be cautious? But God gives you discernment too. God gives you so many things to go through this life. And I don't just run out the door and say, okay, I'm going to go and help people today and I'm going to go knock on doors and I'm going to go to this person's house or that person's house. No. I stay at home for a little bit and I pray and I seek him asking him what I should do this day because this day belongs to him. And, and there's been times I've missed appointments and ended up I mean missing appointments that I needed to not miss. And right now my family we feel like we're suffering because of this. But the thing is, God's got a reason for it. And I don't know what the reason is yet because I've not come all the way through it. See, I'm still going through my storm. And I don't know when it's going to be over. But, you know, as I go, it it's like, as we're walking through the storm, you know, the ship is staying up. It's holding us through the storm. We're getting knocked around. We're getting bruised. And we might even get tore a couple of times. Let's hope we don't get hit in the head with a sail you know, thing that holds them cells on there. Because the bottom parts of them things ain't nothing but used to. It used to be just wood. Now they're metal. So how one of them things swing around bop you in the back of the head? Big old, it'd be like getting beaten in the head with a, uh, a tree, but not a tree. It would kill you. It would literally kill you. And some people get killed along the way. But the thing is, if you're smart, maybe your time won't be a a lot of times when you put yourself in a situation and I'm talking about these kids that's running around out doing whatever they do 
thinking they're gang members, whatever. God loves you too. You're running from God just as much as anybody else is. God loves each and every one of them. I love them too. Lord, how mercy I'd hate to have to have to kill a kid just because a kid tries to come in my... But the thing is, it would kill me so bad because I have drove these kids in this county to school and watched them grow up. Watched them grow up like I did watch my kids grow up. I drove a bus for 10 years, a school bus. You know, and I see God doing big things and it's bigger than me. And I love those kids. And they don't see it. They, they probably don't even know what the real story is. But if they would ever come out get and talk to their parents, I'll tell you the real story. And they know the real story because they're there. And it'll be the same story. But you know, I love them. They're my kids, almost. And you know, I have skipped. I had a free trip to Baton Rouge. Boy, I wanted a free vacation. I wanted it. But I had 20, it was around 20 people to promise me that they was going to be at the church. And there's no way I'd miss that for nothing in the world. Nothing. Didn't want to miss it. So I gave up a week trip. Paid in full. Me didn't have to do nothing. I didn't have to worry about nothing except for making sure I ate something. Yeah, I about died yesterday, and that's a different story. But my husband, I'm going to tell you right now, my husband saved my life. The My sugar level dropped. See, I'm not one of those people that have to give their stuff insulin. If my body, if I don't eat enough food, my sugar will drop. It will bottom out to the point where I pass out. And thing is, that's fine. I've passed out a bunch of different times because there's two different passing outs. And there's one, a few times I've had one pass out where I'll go to pass out. But I know that if I pass out that moment, I'm dying because I'm not going to be able to come to you unless someone is there to save me. Um. I had went all day because we were dealing with some stuff that we have to deal with. Part of our storm, we're still going through the storm. You know, got our raincoats on, got our umbrellas, got our rain boots on, and we went and we walked right through them puddles. We ended up getting where we couldn't stand to carry the umbrella no more, so we just threw it down and we walked and got wet and rain. Not necessarily, but you understand what I'm saying. And we got victory over it. Victory over that thing and thing was it wasn't easy but you know during the whole time of watching this stuff go on and we got victory over this it's uh to do with issues me and my husband alone know you know that's that's why it should stay me god and my husband we know but you know we got victory over it and I come home, and I want to lay out in the sun. It was just me and my husband. I want to get my son back. I like, 
I like that sun beating on my skin a little bit because it forces your body into producing a vitamin D. And, you know, I needed some vitamins uh, because I know that uh, the Lord does things to me. And when I'm in the spirit of the Lord or I'm running around with the Lord doing, I completely forget to eat. I don't even think about eating because a lot of times the stomach won't growl. So I know this is a demonic thing trying to tear me down because in your victory, one of your biggest victories, you know, every time you get a victory, that's when the big storm's fixing to come. You better get ready. Don't you dare be off guard because you're fixing to go through another one. Yeah, he's going to give you a moment to have a victory. The devil's going to get mad and he's going to attack you, but that's when you're going to have to be, just when you're going to have to bounce him back off. And then I ended up resting, and I feel really good today in the spirit of the Lord. I'm here, and I'm able to give it and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for doing what you've done for me. You know, so I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to get the videos that i done Sunday on uh, the YouTube for y'all all to see. I'm working on it. But then God stops me, and I'm like, I need to get them on there that I have. I normally post them on Monday mornings. And God's like, give, just rest. I've got, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Just do what I need you to do. So I start doing what he tells me to do, and I do it. And this is where I'm at. And, Yeah, you just don't know where to go from here sometimes. And then you that's when you just have to plop down and say, okay, God, what I do next? There's so much that needs to be done, and I don't have enough time to get it all done in. So I'm running around all the time with my head chopped off trying to get stuff done. Got to feed the dogs, got to feed the... And now I'm talking about when I feed the dogs. I mean, I won't let anything go without food. We got food in the house, but we got food day by day. And it's as God gives it to us, you know. But, and my husband's worried to death about feeding us. And I tell him not to worry. God's got it covered. God's going to turn this loaf of bread into three. Don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. And I know he is. But the thing is, I've been looking for a job. And I don't want a job. Not any job. If I get a job, it's got to be a job that I, I know that God wants me to have. Right now, I'm building a website for the church. I'm still working on it. And it's a, that's a job. But that ain't a job for nobody but for God. I'm doing this job for God. And nobody's going to stop me from doing this. I don't care if I've got the money to do it or not. God's going to give me the money to do it, and I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to tell nobody how much money I need or what, nothing. God's my provider, not y'all. So don't y'all worry about it. My provision is made by Him. Plain simple. And uh, I'm not worried about it. And I honestly know that if I pull out a cup of beans and I pray over them, God's going to multiply those beans. I know how to grow a garden. I know how to make cornbread out of corn. You see what I'm saying? My granny showed me some tricks on how to turn stuff into something else.
I can take regular thick, heavy cream and turn it into butter. Thank you, Mama. You know? And I can make buttermilk if I wanted to, but I'm not much of a buttermilk person, but I know there's people that like buttermilk. I can tell you how to make it. I just don't want to drink it. I'll make it for you. If you drink it, I ain't drinking it. I, I still can't get past that real sour taste, <laughs> you know. It's like I, about, I was about to die yesterday in the floor. My sugar bottomed out. I laid out in the sun during a time I shouldn't be laying out in the sun anyway. I didn't have enough water in my body. And I hadn't ate nothing since the other day, probably 4 o'clock. You know, yes, the day before that's lunch. And we had got up and went all day long without me eating anything. I did give me something to drink, but drinking stuff, that don't help. You can drink something, it helps for a little bit, but you got to have that, the solid food. You got to throw something solid in it for that sugar to be right, you know. So I went and I didn't eat nothing. And... I was coming back from being out in the sun, sitting out there on the back porch, weaving bracelets and singing and practicing. And I come back in the house, I told my husband, I wanna go get in a cold, cold shower. I need to cool myself down, I feel bad. Uh, I feel like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I said, I need something to drink and I need something to drink fast. I need you to get me a glass of sugar water now. And he's like, sugar water? I was like, John, honey, I said, you're going to have to do it right this very minute. I said, the devil's trying to kill me. I said, my sugar's dropping. I said, it's bottomed out right now. I'm feeling it. I said, I got to lay down on the floor. I laid down on the floor, and I threw my legs up on the bed, trying to get myself to stop it. And I started praying, and my ears started ringing, and I felt needles all over my body. And I started sweating, and I could feel my breath and my heart slowly stop beating. It was slowing down. It was about to stop completely. I was in shock. I was dying. I know it. I felt it. I said, Lord, I'm not ready to feel the sting of death. I said, I'm to hear the trumpet sound. I'm not ready to. I know I'm going to hear the trumpet sound because God showed me. I'm going to see his return. I might be an old woman. I might not. I don't know, we'll see. But I do know that I'm going to. And I was laying there and I was fighting that thing off and I said, Lord, I know it's not my time to feel the sting of death. So Lord, let my husband believe what I'm telling him is true and let him see the urgency in this. I need some sugar in my body because my sugar had dropped out. I mean, I bottomed out. And I'm not one to have to take, you know, insulin and stuff. I really ain't. I don't have to. But I do have the one where if I don't eat or keep enough sugar in my body throughout the day, my sugar will drop out and I will go into shock. And I've had them pass out before. And I laid in there and I was passing out. I was going under. I was sinking into a darkness and then a hundred million things fled at me. It come, I mean, come directly at me. And was opening up like puzzles, like a wheel within a wheel. I seen it, and I was hearing the words in my head, a wheel, a wheel within a wheel. 
is what was being spoken to the spirit. And as I was looking at the pictures inside these wheels, as they turn. And the pictures were turning so fast that I seen a lifetime. And I seen it flash before my eyes and it only happened. It was millisecond seemed like. It's probably really about a minute because that's when I started coming back into myself because I was coming out of the death zone. Because you got to be in the death zone just about to see the wheel of the wheel. My husband was standing there frantically trying to open up this candy that we had bought ISIS because it's the only candy we had in the house. And he took the baby's candy to save my life. And he was trying to get it open and <laughs> I'm laying there dying and I know it. I didn't I ain't told him this. I just told him my sugar bottomed out. I was I didn't want to scare him because he I could see that he was getting scared and I said, baby. I said, I'll be just fine. I just need some sugar. He said, well, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. He says, you keep calling me back in here. Over my body. I said, just pray for me. Pray for me now. And go in there and get me something, please. So he ran into the kitchen. And boy, he prayed. But before he took off into the kitchen, he said, Lord, she's going to be all right in the name of Jesus. And he said it, and I can't remember all else he said because I was starting to sink again, you know. Because I would hear myself hollering his name as I'm dying. And God's showing me something, you know, out of the book of Revelations of John. And I'm watching this happen as I'm sinking away. And it took a revelation to get me to make him, you know, I just said, pray for me. And he prayed for me that instant out loud. And uh, see, God showed me something, and I haven't told him this. And I know God, he may not even realize it. With my husband, everybody flocks to him. Used to. He was captain of the football team. He was a freaking quarterback. His name was in the papers all over the place. You couldn't go into Dalton without anybody knowing who John Pike was. Everybody knew his daddy's name, too, John Pike. Everybody knew his name. And then all kinds of people know Pico. Because that's what everybody called him. They took and put an O on the end of his name, gave him the nickname Pico. Nobody could stop Pico. Nobody wanted to catch Pico's football. They would hate as soon as they knew that they were the ones that was going to have to receive that thing, they let out a grunt. I'm not lying. These boys, big boys. My husband's big. But these are big boys, too. Not wanting to catch this football. Because they know when they had to catch that football, it's going to knock the breath out of them. And maybe knock them on the ground, because some of them have caught that football and got knocked to the ground, because the football itself... It's going so fast and so hard that it literally knocks a person down. And it knocks the breath out of them. My husband can throw. I've seen him play golf too and he can do the same thing with a golf ball. Uh, he is so super talented. He could play any sport he wanted to play. 
and he would have made millions. This is how much, you know. I'll tell you his story since he won't tell it. But anyway, and I know it to be true because I grew up with this man. I knew this man. We went to the same school. We were friends. But because of the age difference, it was a no-no. We were only friends. We stayed friends. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we he graduated, got to where he wasn't coming around that much, you know, visiting family, because his family, our family, all love each other. And, you know, so I set out on my path, and he set on his, and we got on the wrong path, but I thank God he brought us back together again. We've accomplished much in life, and, uh, it may not always seem right, and it may look bad, and people may think we done it wrong. The thing is, we did it the best we could. But we did keep our faith in God the whole entire way. We struggled, yes, we did, and we have our faults and we have our sins. The thing is, we struggled, but thank God that we kept our faith because it was the faith that we had that got us through everything that we've been through together. And we've been together for 10 years. We've been married for seven. He's loved these kids as his own, my kids. And he stepped in the shoes and these kids don't realize how much this man loves them. But I watch it every night when he goes to bed and either I see the tears in his eyes or he demands me to cut the light off and he rose over thinking that I can't hear or see him and he lays in the bed and he cries for his children and his grandchild. I know. I know this man like no other. I love him. Do anything in the world for him because I know he's my preacher. And God's fixing to call this man out because during that moment as I was seeing the will within the will, God showed me his will in my life and in John's life, my husband. And I seen that he has the power of the healing touch and God showed me how and I seen every picture of every time in my life that where I felt like I was going to physically die, I mean physically, physically, physically die, that my body, I was either bleeding to death or, or my sugar bottomed out. And I've had a, two or three of those or more, I got a lot of them, a lot more within 10 years than what you think. Too many times, one time is too many. Let's just say how much. One time's too many. Shouldn't even happen at all. Shouldn't. But the devil does awful things to your body. You do awful things to your body. And, you know, even if you didn't do anything awful to your body, Satan's going to do something awful to your body. Or just the environment around you will do something to your body because the devil doesn't like you. He ain't your friend. He ain't making all this bad stuff look good for nothing. He's trying to steal your soul away. He's trying to steal your real true joy. All he's doing is destroying you 
and trying to make you think you're having fun in the process of getting there. Plain and simple. But anyway, I opened up that baby's candy and I ate it. First thing, I didn't get the chocolate first. And this is so funny. This is, this is funny. This really is funny. It wasn't funny then because it was scary because I was, thought I was going to die. And I, I knew it was the devil trying to kill me with my sugar. Uh, and my husband, I seen him scared to death. And I seen the look on his face. And I laid there trying to calm myself down so he wouldn't be so scared if I died. And I just kept telling him, baby, I love you. I love you. I love you. And uh, he, he understood, you know. So he was trying to get the cotton candy open. He says, cotton candy, it's pure sugar. You want some of it? We needed something fast. I needed something that was going to work fast. And you know how cotton candy, it melts in your mouth fast. I said, yes, bring the cotton candy quick. Hurry, get that open. And he was trying to get it open. He had to come in here. He's so frantic, and he's a strong man. I've seen him pick up a 500-pound beam. He was so scared for my life that I watched him fumbling with a bag. He could have got that bag open. He's a very strong man. But it, because of his nerves were so bad, and I was scaring him. I was just, I wasn't scaring him. He was scared because he was afraid that he was going to not have to live life without me. I know this man loves me, you know. And I don't want him to be scared because I know what God's called him to be. And I'm going to be alive to see it. And I'm going to see him preach one day, you know. So I was laying there, and he brought me this cotton candy, and he opened it up, and he handed me a chunk of it. And I'm feeling like I'm being stung by bees all over my body, or like a thousand billion needles are just being stuck in me uh, and pulled out. Now call going over me at the same time. It's like a stick, stick, a little prick, and a sting on behind it. That's the feeling of death, I'm telling you. Because, I mean, the sting of death, I felt it. And then I was blacking out, and I was feeling... But the thing is, this time, you know, a lot of times I, in my past, whenever I wasn't living right, and I'd go to black out, to die like that, I don't see the will in the will, or I don't see no picture. I just see, I think I'm dreaming. It's dreaming me, and it's lulling me into death so I can be caught by Satan's hands. But this time, I was seeing the will in the will, and I was getting all those pictures... God's showing me, now, uh this is what you got to do. Get back out there. And he kicked that football right on into the end zone. <clears throat> so my husband hands me that wad of cotton candy. I grab it. I shove it in my mouth. And the first taste of it was good, but it wasn't. It was so sour, it popped me back into place. And then sweetness come in behind it and flooded me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what did you just give me? <laughs> he was like, I got the cotton candy. And I was like, get, just give me another bite of it. I got another bite of it. I took it. I'm like, whoa. He says, do you want it? I said, I don't. Yeah, give me some more of it. I'll eat it. But I don't know if I can handle it much more. I said, because the more I eat of it, it's just turning into pure sour. 
And he says, what? And he got to look at it. I was like, it's bad. It's bad. It's sour. I was making all kinds of faces. I looked like I had sucked a lemon. My lips were drawing up inside my face. And smash mouth on Fat Albert. And he looked at it and he was like, oh my God. He's like, I'm so sorry, baby. He's like, this is extremely sour tearjerker. Cotton candy. I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder it's killing me. (laughs) And I was like, it's good. That's exactly what I needed to snap me awake. I mean, snap the sting off of me. Was that real tart, sour taste in my mouth that my husband had gave me through that cotton candy. But the sugar come behind it and flooded over my body. And I felt the sting and the joy and the energy come back into my body. The devil let loose. And my husband knocked him loose with a tearjerker extreme (laughs) sour cotton candy. But it wasn't the cotton candy. It was the sugar in the cotton candy. It was the sweetness of it that saved my body from dying. It was the sweetness of God and His mercy to give me a man that loves me so much that in his franticness, he didn't know what he was giving me, but he gave me exactly what God said for him to give me. And then he's like, oh, baby, do you you want the chocolate instead? So I opened up one of them eggs, and I'm like, yeah, he he scattered candy. I was laying on the floor, you know, on my back. And he had candy scattered all over the floor. And I felt like a big kid again. I felt like kids again, you know, sitting in the floor and getting your Easter basket and pouring out candy and saying, ooh, look at all this good candy I got. Which one do you want? But the thing was, it wasn't even his Easter basket. But, you know, he was so scared. And he wouldn't touch that Easter basket. He wasn't touching nothing out of it. And, you know, he... He wanted to so bad because he's a kid at heart too. Don't let him tell you he isn't. He is. He loves his chocolate. I love my chocolate too. But uh, he, you know, I ate it. I ate a piece of the Reese cup one, and I started feeling even better. The more of the sweet I would eat, made me feel better. But then he's like, "Okay, baby, it's probably enough the real sweet, the real sugar, the bad sugar for you." He says, I've got some Welch's fruit chews. They're made of just pure fruit juice. He says, I'm going to let you have this whole bag here. I want you to serenade them. And I love Welch's. My grandpa told me, you're going to be a Welch great girl, ain't you, baby? And I always say, yes, I am. I'm Welch's great, Welch's great, tingly all in my cheeks. And, you know, they... I grew up and I seen that little boy doing that commercial and I was like, oh my God, that is the same thing I used to tell my grandpa when I was a kid. And grandpa said, yeah, it's going to be that way because God showed me this and I've told you and you done know it. (laughs) He said, don't ever think that you dreamed all this. He says, because you didn't. I told you this because God showed me this. So therefore I had to tell you this because it's not me telling you, it's him. And I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I just was revealed something. And, you know, all that happened in that just that moment, 
and it was amazing. And there's more too. I've got so much more. And I've even been going to bed the last four nights. When I go to bed, I'm dreaming of all the things I'm doing that I got to get done for the Lord. It's like those purse bracelets with these bands. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try to make one. And then also he told me I need to get myself a sewing machine. And I'm sitting there going, God, I ain't got no money to buy a sewing machine. But if I have one, I would use one and I would make... I've already got uh, somebody making my granddaughter a Holly Hobby dress because I'm writing a song called the Holly Hobby song. I'm writing a song called the Wind song. I'm writing a song called the Blue Dove. And I'm writing another song called uh, Learn. You got to fly until you learn or learn till you fly. Something like it, but I think you got to fly before you even learn, really. Because if you don't ever fly out of the nest, you'll never learn how to truly fly. And then, as you as being a sparrow, you're not going to fly like a sparrow. You're going to fly like an eagle. And them eagles fly higher than any bird on this earth. No bird can as fly as high as an eagle. And there, Mama gave me a message about the eagle. And the message had been preached too so long ago, it's time for it to be preached again. So she's going to have to do a little bit of studying. Because one of these days she's going to come over here and i got to do the webcast over here. she got to come do it here. I mean, I know i got to go to her house because I've got to help her clean out her closet because she got a bunch of clothes that she wants to get rid of. And she needs her flower garden weeded, and I do plan on doing that. But I do got to get her over here. She needs to be studying. She needs to let me know when. And I'm going to do a webcast with her when she feels like God's telling her to do it, not until then. But Mother's Day is coming up. And we need to be thinking about our mamas, you know, and our grandmothers, and anybody that's ever played a part as a mother in your life. Not just anybody. I mean, there's even women out here that does not have children or has had children and they die in child, you know, the baby dies in childbirth. You know, or there's women that long to be mothers or long to be grandmothers, whatever. You know, long for that and never can have it. So they, they surround themselves with the children. And they do so much for our children. And we need to love them for that. Because, you know, how would you feel if you could have never had a child? One of these, you, won't, you, wouldn't, you can't even know what it feels like because you've been there. You've had a child. You know what it feels like. But there's some women that long to have had a child but can't have one. So they find that child happiness in other children. Or just doing stuff for the Lord. So, I mean, I've had children. And the thing is, if I hadn't never had children, I'd still want to do stuff for children because I've got a heart for children. i got a heart for the older people too, uh, the elders. And i got a heart for the young, middle class. But, boy, these people that's from the age of, uh, say, <coughs> 10, say 13 to... 43 
45. I just about know how much of a heart for them because uh, they ain't got much of a heart themselves because their hearts have been broken too many times and they still try to find their way. But I've already felt like I'm old and wise now and I'm not because I'm still broken and I'm still trying to find my way. I just need some people to surround myself with to help me find the way. So I'm going to find myself someone that's lived through it and been there. And then if I haven't, if if there's more that I've been through that you hadn't, then maybe I can help you too. I don't know. But I do want to know that I've got someone that I can love and depend on, even if it is a brother or sister, mother, father, uh even a dog, or even to the bird in the sky. Because you know, I seen something yesterday that people say that there's not none around here. And it might not have been, but it was. I know for a fact it was because a buzzard can't fly that high. And God brought it to my view and it was circling me. I seen it. I was laying on the back porch because you know, I was just laying there, and I looked up, and I was like, I was singing, you know, about, I was writing another song about the, like, the bird of the sky, want to fly like an eagle, not just like a sparrow, and Lord, if it's not neither of those, let me sing my way, like the robin. Whichever it may be, I don't care. I just want to get there. Even if it's for you to make me a feather. Off of the... Make me one of the eagle's feathers. That helps it fly. That way I know I'm there. And I'm writing this song, you know, in my head, my heart, my spirit. Because it's flooding to me. And laying out there in the Lord. Praying. I raise up. And the doors fall down that I got. I got my own little redneck privacy fence back there. Nobody can see me unless they shouldn't be seeing me. And if they're that close to crawl over my fence and up on my porch to look over, then shame on them, peeping Tom. <laughs> you know, so I'm out there hidden from any view of man. Looking up at this big, beautiful tree that's growing in my backyard over me, and it, it looks like it. It's probably, I don't know. It looks like a skyscraper, let's just say that much. I don't know how many stories you consider this tree. It's big. Love it. I love laying down underneath it and looking up the branches at it, the top of it, and see the sun shine through the leaves and seeing all the animals running up and down the trees. I love it. It's something that I do with the Lord. But there's an opening there, you know, you can see the sky. And I was getting a revelation about uh, another song about make me a tree and let all the birds every color every species flock into its wings and I was saying I could just see all these birds from all over the world that can fly you know in the sky that shouldn't be in my backyard and in my tree but every one of them was lined up on every branch on every limb everywhere and they all were just up in the tree looking at me while I sung. And I'm like, Lord, that is the most beautiful vision that you've ever given me. 
I said, I just know that I want an eagle sitting in that tree. <laughs> and when I said that, I just breathed, you know, and laid back down on the blanket. And I looked directly up in the sky instead of looking up through the tree branches. I looked directly up in the sky and I seen this bird with its wings outstretched, just circling, just a little bit. And it was so high, I couldn't see if it was a buzzard or what. And, and it was like, straight thing, first thing come ahead is it's a buzzard. And I was like, no, it is not. That is not a buzzard. There is no buzzard that can fly that high. I said, Lord, please let it fly a little closer so I may see what it is that is flying up ahead. And the Lord let this bird, and I'm not lying to you. God, have mercy on me if I am lying to you. I am not lying. This is the God's honest truth. I will, I witnessed it with my own eyes. And it, if you believe me, then that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. God knows. I know. And that's all that matters. But I, I praise Him for it. The bird started, you know, kind of coming down. It wasn't swarming like a, it wasn't swarming like a, you know, these dang buzzards, they just swarm in circles. This bird is swarming, you know, kind of in circles. It's like it's making a design, like an S or a something, you know, as it's coming down. It's like it's writing letters in the sky as it's so, J-E-S-U-S. Not lying. Coming as it's soaring down close enough to where I could see it. And he got to where it was about buzzard flying high. At that time, I could see. That was close enough for me to see what I needed to see. Because, you know, buzzard flying high. You can see the buzzard. You can see that big, ugly, big mullock of a beak that looks like it, sh it should have its head in the ground because that beak looks... There's, it's bigger than his head. I'm not lying. But anyway, as this bird got lower, I seen just the whitest head on that bird and the feathers going into the black. And the tail feathers were partially black, but underneath I seen the white coming out, the longer ones, out behind it. And I'm like, that's a bald eagle. I was like, oh my God, I seen the bald eagle. Thank you, Jesus. I start praising the Lord. And after I seen the eagle, he flew away. He flew out of sight. I seen him soar up into the sky, back up into the heights. And he was out of sight, and I could not see him again. But he flew on. But he flew, flew over me, and he came down to let me see that he was the eagle. And he was the bald eagle. And I seen it, and I was praising the Lord for it because I had been praying for an eagle's feather to go. And I don't know, maybe my son will find it. Maybe somebody else will find it and bring it to me. Don't hurt my eagle, though. Don't you dare hurt my eagle because they're going to replenish themselves, and we're going to see eagles flying in the sky like you've never seen before. And Jesus is going to come back one of these days. But not until the sky is filled with eagles. 
Cause the sky's gonna be filled with eagles Because on the wings of an eagle I'll fly By and by, by and by Hallelujah, I'm gonna fly Well, I know this is lengthy And it's time for me to shut up and if any of you's got the courage to sit and listen to me ramble that much, then praise the Lord because it wasn't me. Because I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I'm a very boring person. Really, I am. But thank you, Jesus, for the great I am. And I'm working on another song. That's about it. But I'm going to post this and, and then I'm going to say what I can do about the videos. <laughs> So make me just a little bit dimsy for Jesus. Cause I'll do anything for you. I wanna be a clown, that's fine. If that's what you want me to. And if not, and you want me just to be a squirrel or the nut, that's fine. As long as I'm not broken and I'm just a little dimsy for Jesus. Cause I'm dimsy for Jesus and I'm happy about that. Cause I know I found the way to go and I know what to think about that and I love to feel the feeling that I feel and I know I felt long ago because it's new upon my soul new upon my soul and that changed real quick didn't it <laughs> but uh anyway I love, love each and every one of you all across this world all across this nation I love every one of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't care what your color, what your nationality is. I don't care. I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're my mother. You're my father. Y'all the ones that help me. So let's all just unite together and hold hands and pray over this nation and this land. And let's not forget Israel, Jerusalem, God's people, all of them. Everybody, United States, uh, India, Africa, Russia, Scotland, whatever. I don't know. I'm not good in uh, social studies. Lord, I guess I'm going to have to learn some social studies. But I'm sure good in history. And I do know some history. That's for sure. I love my history. Because you know what? The social studies of where all the lands is and where all the people are is one day going to come together or either be separated completely forever. So the way I see it is I'm going to love everybody that's everywhere and everywhere will be here one day and one day there will be Jesus Christ. For I've seen his eyes and I know there's no lies. Because it's Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, I'm going to get off here post this. And tell you all I love you. Pray for me. Pray for me. And pray for my computer. And I love y'all and talk to y'all later. In Jesus' name. Not by forever, but see you later. In the name of Jesus. Bye. Nope. It's until later. Love ya.